Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw Dirt Sheet, the best place you can be going for your pro wrestling news Every week here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Anywhere fine podcasts are available, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell on YouTube to make sure you're always getting your going in raw content whenever it comes out. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Earlier today when we were shooting our super show, we had like sort of a, a messed up week. Yeah, we'll have another one like that next week because we got there's just a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, we had like, I don't know, 60 some odd patrons mm-hmm. watching us because they are the $5 and up tier, um, over there on the Patreon. I'm excited because, uh, after this, we're going to shoot our second episode of Going In Raw Non-News, which is Patreon exclusive. It's like a 10 minute show. Or I think that's your favorite show we do each week. It is now. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great. Um, anyways, and yeah, only the patrons can get that. So, um, but there's all sorts of great reward tiers. You can check that at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We're also available at Pro Wrestling Tees, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in raw, where we have 11 designs, including the brand new but very old OG Internet Friendos Tag Team of the Internet shirt. Shirt. That's uh, white and yellow on black. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wanted that. Now, we're, we now, now it's it. there. Now it's there. It's there. Uh, so let's get right into the news. So in the uh, impacts. Oh wait, Patreon pledges. Oh sorry, I forgot to I forgot to do this on our super show today, Larson. You did. So every week when the new patrons give us money, I give them a shout out on the show. Starting off, Julian Mariani, Scott Beach, Fernando Martinez, Thalamic Rex, the Beer Pope, Mister Haynes, Sean Gole, Walking with Elias, Kiomi Two One Six, Ben Owen. Lucio El Rey de los Rudos, Jason Lovejoy. Uh, I think I remember this one, actually. I don't know what I'm doing. Longest reigning losing streak champ, Money Mac. What a great name. Uh, Karen, Abdullah the Blader, Cameron Villasenor, or Villasenor, uh, Zermit the Million, Eddie Correa, Lake Feldhaus, James Wade, Two Beast, Cody, Matt Rusin, Constantino Barrera Jr., Edward El- Oliveris, Joshua Torvey, the original caffeinator, Stephen Larson, sexual tension. Yeah. All that sexual tension between us, Larson. Callum Gray, Alexander Iron Knuckle, Andrew Semichek, or Semichek, and Charlie. Another Charlie. We keep on getting these Charlies. It's weird. Anyways, now let's get into the news, Larson. Let's talk yeah. about Scott Steiner, you okay. fat bastard. So uh, today... You uh, might not be fat, Larson, but you sure act like a fat, fat bastard. All right, well, and I hate that. fat save bastard. Save it, save it. Fat ass. Save it I want me to have fat ass. Save it because you a lot of Scott Steiner voice to do coming up here. There's a lot of... Working on uh, my peaks. Interesting, uh, I guess, quotes from a conference call that he was on today. To promote Slammiversary, baby. I can't wait. I'm going to watch Slammiversary. I'm going to do a review on it. Good hey, for man, you. you go to YouTube. Well, you know what? You need to stop saying good for you. You sound like no. a bad bastard. Like uh, a badass. I'm, I'm sure your Impact uh, review show is great. It's fantastic. And I encourage everybody to go watch it. YouTube.com forward slash NFC here. Yes. At bastard. Go watch it. I don't have time to watch Impact, so I can't, therefore, watch his show. It's amazing. What? Impact. Oh, okay. <laughs> like on the, on the list of things that could possibly be amazing, 
Impact's not what you Wait, what? I thought, yeah, amazing? I, no, I thought you were saying your review show was amazing. Oh, it's just me talking, man. It's like this, but without you. Do you, um, do you shoot it right here with this chair empty? No, I shoot it. I shoot it at my desk over there. Ah. But I might start doing that. Yeah, maybe. I'll I'll put like a little picture of Scott Steiner right here. There you go. So yeah, he uh, had a conference call promote Slammiversary, and of course, Scott Steiner very outspoken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah. You can say that. So you know, there's a lot of topics touched on. First of all, okay. You, this is you, all. This is all according. This is all thanks to uh, Russell Zone. These transcripts for these quotes. Um. Uh, so let's start. Just, I wonder if we got subdued Scott Steiner or if he was like full on and crazy Scott Steiner character. Well, I can see a couple of these where it sounds like crazy Scott Steiner. All right. So, so someone asked him about uh, uh, the difference between uh, the managerial style styles of Dixie Carter and Double J Jeff Jarrett. All right. Well, and this see. is what he had to say. If you talk to anybody, there's a huge difference. When people see Jeff, they know that he knows what he's doing. Clearly, everyone knew that Dixie didn't know what she was doing because she's a fat bastard with fat asses. She was a mark, wanting to be on TV. It's night and day. People want to come to work. They're excited about what everyone is doing. And it's a totally different atmosphere with fat asses. How many times has uh, Scott Steiner been at Impact once? Like, he gleaned all this from one appearance on Impact? Dude, yeah, he was so he actually showed up in Arena in the Impact Zone once and then he was on Skype and then there was like a, a, a sit down interview with him. So he's literally been there backstage like one time. That's funny. That's um funny. what uh, else? Next. Let's talk about or Scott. How do you feel about uh, the WWE Hall of Fame? Oh, I'm not going to the WWE Hall of Fame, you fat bastard. Because I'm not going somewhere where there's nowhere to go. GPS is the WWE Hall of Fame. Where's it at? See, I'm not going somewhere where if I get in trouble or something, I can't call 911. I can't have a beacon call or call the Coast Guard, because who knows? It could be in Atlantis for all I know, or it could be in parts unknown. It's a joke. How can you go somewhere that is non-existent? I'd better be off of the. I'd be better off if the WWE Hall of Fame was on the moon. Cancel your reservations if you want to see me, because it's not happening, my freaks. See, that's full-on crazy Scott Steiner, right? <laughs> man, why weren't we invited to this goddamn conference call, man? We're freaking wrestling news. Kind of. Yeah, we are. Let's do one more, Scott. Okay. Um, so uh, what changes do you think uh, should be seen in pro wrestling? Less fat bastards. The first change they should make is getting rid of Stephanie McMahon and Hunter McMahon because they're two idiots who are running the whole place up there. It's like, I feel sorry for the wrestlers nowadays, you fat bastards, fat asses. They've got to follow the instructions. These two idiots, they clearly don't know what they're doing. Fat asses. They're not watching because the ratings are down, and the reason why I call him Hunter McMahon is because she obviously wears the pants because he's a fat ass. Okay. It's great, man. There's a bunch of these great quotes from Scott Steiner. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff. Um, <laughs> there's some really messed up things. Yeah. Um... I mean, I pretty much just put this in the show because you really like Scott Steiner. I know you like doing his voice. This is the, yeah, this is definitely not news. How come this is not non-news? This because it's too good for non-news. This is great. Oh man, he even gave his views on the Russo versus Cornette war. Oh man, you might have to watch this afterwards. Is this a thing that's available? Yeah. Is it this? Oh man, I'm so listening to this later. Oh, Again, this is, thank, this is a uh, Wrestle Zone. We're watching NXT. I'm going to listen to this. Uh, Wrestle Zone, thank you for these transcripts. We'll give the, the call a listen later, hopefully. Um, so, are you more hyped to watch Slammiversary after 
hearing the 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 crazed ramblings of Scott Steiner. Man, I'm I'm hyped to watch Slammiversary because it's going to get my YouTube channel all that YouTube money when I do my review on it, Larson. No, actually, during Slammiversary, I think we're both going to be at the G1. Yes, we are. In Long Beach. Yes, we are. So I might watch it maybe that night because I'm still going to be in a hotel room in Long Beach. I'll have nothing to do. I might pop on Slammiversary at that point and then do my review. I don't know. Um, does this make me more hyped for Slammiversary? No, of course not. I don't even think he really talked about Slammiversary no, based on Ohio. Know. Well, there's one question. Someone asked him about, a, must have asked him about the mystery guest that scheduled to appear at Slammiversary, and I think he just spoiled it. He said, <laughs> he said I be. think that Shaquille O'Neal will be the mystery and that's, guest. And that's been the rumor name. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Look, man, nobody's watching Slammiversary Shaquille O'Neal, okay? Some people might kind of check out Slammiversary for Scott Steiner, but I think, you know, if if somebody, if people are into Slammiversary, they're going to be watching it for EC3 versus James Storm, for Alberto El Patron versus Bobby Lashley, because those are matches that might actually be something. Who's uh, who's competing for the X Division the title? The X Division title is a two out of three falls match, Sanjay Dutt versus the champion versus Loki. So that should be a pretty good, hope, I think that'll probably be a pretty good match. Uh, you know, it, I want I want Impact to to succeed. I do too. I think they got some some. I they they might have, I don't know that Ed Nordholm fella. He's, <laughs> he doesn't seem like you know the smartest bunch of the group. Jeff Jarrett. He's literally Jeff Jarrett has his own segment on non news here. Seems weekly, yes. <laughs> well, it's two for two. Yeah. Um. So. You know, it, it is what it is, but they have some good talent there. I'm there. I watch it for the wrestlers, yes. you know, because they got guys like Trevor Lee. I like Braxton Sutter, uh, uh, Eli Drake, uh, Chris Masters, who goes by Chris Adonis now. He's there. It's a home for other people. They got some good stuff going on there. Yeah. Um, Slammiversary. I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, but you know, maybe, hopefully they have their... As long as people are getting paid, that's all I care about. Yeah. I want to see people get money. Like exactly. That. No, I want I want wrestlers to have a place to go to work and collect a steady paycheck. And I if agree. If Scott Steiner helps bring people in to get that accomplished, then, then by all means... I'll say this. Uh, this is one thing that I pointed out in my review show, is that the, the rivalry between... The feud between Josh Matthews and Jeremy Borash is nowhere near... Nowhere near the level that Michael Colton. Oh, sorry, Cole Nowhere Waller. near the depths that Michael Colton. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that was literally irritating. Josh Matthews and, and Jeremy Borash managed to get the job done in an entertaining manner, and they let their feud be this almost tongue-in-cheek thing in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's played up more for comedy. And Josh Matthews is a very charismatic guy yeah. who knows comedy. Uh, and Borash knows comedy as well. Jo- Josh Bo- uh, Jeremy Borash apparently is one of the guys behind the broken stuff. Yes. So um, so there's some good stuff there. It's just they've been a joke for so long because yeah. of how they conduct their business. It's hard to buy into it. Yes. But if they focus on wrestling, they might have a chance to, yes. to do something. Before we move on to our next story, Steve, do you want to, uh, one more plug for your, Badass. for your impact review? YouTube.com forward slash MF Steve here. You see fat ass. There you go. All right, moving on. Moving on uh, to probably some real news. Um, so uh, today on Wednesday, uh, Cage Side Seats and their rumor roundup had uh, it was just one sentence, um, a bit about uh, Bailey. Yeah. And what they said was Bailey, uh, quote, will take a decreased role on Monday Night Raw for the time being. And it makes perfect sense after her loss during the gauntlet match. She was the first competitor in 
first one eliminated. Yeah. Um, she really didn't get a whole lot of time to shine during the match, so it seems pretty obvious that she's out of the title picture for the foreseeable future. Um, and it's it, when when she got brought up to the main roster, it seemed like she was going to be essentially a license to print money. Yeah. Um, based on her enormously successful run in NXT, if they could capture that energy, even just a fraction of it on the main roster, she was going to be massive. Yeah. Absolutely massive. And pretty much from the beginning, they have bungled uh, her creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Bailey was just on the Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin podcast this week. Um, and she talked a little bit about her, her time on the main roster and the difference between NXT in the main roster in terms of uh, her experiences there. Um, and she said that she is still figuring out the main roster crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says that you know, NXT is such such a feel of, of, of family. It's a different beast. It really is. Where, uh, you know, people will boo, but it's, it's, they're, they'll boo you because they're in on the performance aspect of it. They appreciate good work in NXT. They'll boo people who are heels because they're supposed to boo people who are heels. Where the main roster people boo because they just... They think you're being pushed too Did, much. Let me ask you, does she make a point of saying that? Yeah, that, that's that's true to an extent, but then, you know, even Marie got booed because she was oh, a that's, 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 that's a singular thing. Yes. I agree. I know. I know. Um, uh, she talks about the reactions she's been getting on the main roster. Um, and she said she's huge in Europe. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, she brings up the, the, the football, the soccer chants and, and songs and whatnot. Um, but she talks about, you know, going out uh, and getting what she thought was a decent pop. And she mm-hmm. mentioned this one case where... She was working a program with uh, Alexa Bliss. She came out, got a decent pop, um, and then Alexa came out and got a really good pop. Yeah. And Bailey's like, "Oh, I thought my pop was pretty good, but I guess not." Mm-hmm. Um, she talks about, you know, she the reaction she's getting has been okay, but not on par, obviously, with like Seth Rollins or or she even brings up Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of the end of her her appearance, she says that she's in a weird spot in her career right now. And that she felt more certain about what she was doing in NXT. She didn't elaborate because they had to end the show. Mm-hmm. And they said they continue that conversation next week. Next yeah. Tuesday, I think the show goes up. Yeah, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, so it seems to me that she is very aware that things aren't going at least as swimmingly on main as they were in NXT. Yeah, I think that would, that would be like, that would be like whoever you are being in front of 15,000 people. Or between you know three and fifteen thousand people on a nightly basis, you know. Oh yes, you know where you are in the, in the, yes. in the order of things. Um, so I guess it, you know, assuming that they're gonna they're gonna kind of push Bailey, you know, uh, more towards the mid card of the women's division. Um, maybe give her an opportunity to, uh, or get creative an opportunity to kind of hit a reset button on her on her character. What can they do to fix Bailey? Because what they're doing right now is not working. I have the exact answer. What? Emma. Feed her Emma. And I want like a long program between these two. Here's the thing about Bailey is that well, that gets lost in the oh she's you know they're 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 not handling her. Uh, they're 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 playing up the oh it's innocent Bailey. There's the rumor that she's going to have her first kiss at SummerSlam. Which God, I hope that doesn't Terrible happen. Idea. That's a, that is exactly what you do not do. Yes. You emphasize one thing. I mean, one thing that you should be emphasizing is how good of an actual wrestler she is. Yes. That's the thing. We haven't really seen that. We got to see that with Charlotte and Sasha Banks. They yes. had this great feud that regardless of who was the heel or who was the face, I mean, Sasha was supremely over and Charlotte was doing a great job as a heel. 
man, they put on some great matches. They, did. they really did. Having a kendo stick match with with Alexa Bliss and then have Bailey not understand like what the point of the match was or just psychologically check out of the match. Well, it wasn't that. It was it was you know the story was like could she bring herself to 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 to. To, to be, be that, extreme, to be that yeah, violent, to, yeah, to want to, yeah, to and be they, violent. You know, they had that promo afterwards where she said, "I don't, I didn't come here to bruise people. I came here to make people smile." Well, you know what? When she was in NXT, I saw her put on some pretty brutal matches with Oscar. Yeah. yeah, I saw her put on some amazing matches with Sasha Banks. Yeah, where people were obviously getting bruised. Yes, so that should never have come out of her mouth. No, and so you want an Emma is a fantastic wrestler. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how seriously people take her as a heel because of, like, she just, she looks like she's too sweet. Well, she, you know, sometimes she seems like she still smiles. I know, it's great. During matches, it is great. Um, but if you emphasize, if you sort of bring Emma down a notch in terms of, like, wearing the aviators inside and having a scowl on her face until she's in a match and she forgets she's supposed to be scowling, um... If you maybe humanize Emma a little bit or less make her a little less cartoonishly heel and pit her against Bailey in a storyline that has, hey, nothing to do with the fact that with, with Bailey's obsession with being childish, which is what they've done. Yeah. Like, don't make it about that. No. Make it about something else. Yeah, and we touched on it before. Is, is uh, I, I don't know if this is their motivation per se. I would like to think so, and, and their efforts to, to make it happen are just misguided, but they're trying to make Bailey relatable because that's her greatest strength. Yeah. She is eminently and insanely relatable. Yeah. Um, but rather than present her as an under a, a competent, no, not just competent, an excellent wrestler who, despite that, is still the underdog, they kind of just do this weird, like, she's immature yeah. type thing. Where she's just the she's the this this woman who managed to live out her 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 dreams she had growing up, and yet somehow never actually, never really growing up, never really grew up, and she needed her dad with her in the fourth grade. It just it's it's character assassination. It really is. You know what I mean? So she's not an underdog anymore. Right. She's not an underdog. Right. And that was what really worked in NXT. Mm-hmm. She was just this massive underdog. It took her forever. It wasn't like she debuted and started winning everything, which is what exactly happened to the main roster. Mm-hmm. She in NXT she struggled. Yeah. And it, through that struggle, she built up a fan base. Yeah. And at no point have they ever done that with her. Well, I mean, look, I'll, I'll say this. Not I will, to say that she has to come up to the main roster and start jobbing all the place, but... Well, I'll say, you know, that, and that's the sort of the thing is that, and this is what I've said all along, it won't be easy with Bailey. You know, you're sitting there in creative to get somebody who had a complete character arc already in NXT... Where do you really go from there? You could, I don't want to say you copy it, but you can, Act 2 could, can be an extension of Act 1 in that, okay, she overcame her underdog status in NXT. This is the main roster. This is a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Now she is, she's not, you know, champ here. She's, she's a rookie. Yeah. So you can kind of, I don't want to say copy that storyline, but you could retell that story again. I, I, I agree. I agree. I just think that a lot of with, a lot of Bailey, about a lot of the creative issue with Bailey. Well, when they go so far as to say that her dad was chilling with her in the fourth grade, that's just stupid. That's just stupid. I, I'll say this. I'm sorry. A lot of the potential problem there lies with the details. How do you tread that line? How do you walk that line of, oh, she's sort of childlike. But you know, but she is she is kind of a fish out of water because that's kind of her story too. You know, it's like 
Everybody else comes out and tries to be a badass. She comes out trying to make people feel good. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a difference between trying to make people feel good and being childlike. I don't think in NXT I ever looked at her as being childlike. Well, I know, but wanting to hug everybody and stuff. It's kind of weird. Um, no, I, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, creatively, th- creatively, she is not the easiest nut to crack. Yeah, potentially. I think that's the case. I think that's why they bungled her so poorly. Some people are, extre- are extremely easy nuts to crack. Braun Strowman, very easy oh, nut yeah, to crack. That's the most obvious. That's the most obvious, exactly. Um, Seth Rollins, easy nut to crack, you know? Some people are... Kevin Owens, one of the easiest nuts to crack. Yeah. You know? But it just seems like whoever was booking her her storylines for the most part in the main roster just was completely unaware of what she did in NXT. That's kind of what it felt like. They yeah. Just, it wasn't like they even went or, back or to they, NXT. Or they completely misinterpreted it. Yeah. They didn't go to the NXT and, and, and find out what worked for her mm-hmm. there and find a way to work that into her character. Yeah. Instead, they just recast her as something that she really wasn't in NXT. Yeah. And it's not working. Yeah, and right. it seems whenever she comes out, she knows it's not working. And based on her appearance on Stone Cold's podcast, she knows it's not working. And maybe, I mean, honestly, maybe having a decreased role, maybe it's, it'll be a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. If she, here's here's the key. Honestly, this is the key. I mean, look, Sasha Banks got over, I think, for a couple different reasons. She is, number one, she's very attractive. That's not, like, the main reason. She She's reckless abandon in the ring. Yeah. She really puts it all on the line. That's yeah. what she makes it look like in the ring. She's a fantastic wrestler. She's a great storyteller. And she has a very, very striking charisma to yeah, her. Yeah, she does. And so you have all that going on for Sasha Banks. With Bailey, if she simply, if she's sort of in the background, but she's wrestling the best matches. And that's why I say Emma, because we know that Emma can wrestle the best matches. If she's in there with Emma to start, and they're putting on great matches, you have three hours on Raw. You I know. Can find time for a B. If SmackDown in two hours can find time for a women's B story, then so can Raw. Yeah, give give them twelve minutes a week. Right. Fifteen minutes. You know, to put on the best matches in the division. You can do that now because Sasha Banks, who is one of your best wrestlers, is being is being up is going up against Alexa Bliss, not one of your best wrestlers. Nia Jax, who has a very definitive wrestling thing, is not one of your best wrestlers. You but she is one of the better performers in the women's division. She might be the best wrestler, but in terms of the total package of, 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 of portraying her character and having that come through and how she wrestles, she's very good. Who do you think she's going to be going up against next? Nia Jax. Because right now you got Sasha and... and I was reading uh, uh, a thing today. must have been, might have been cage side seats that the, the tentative plan, I guess, is, is Nia Alexa Bliss for the title at SummerSlam. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. I don't know who Sasha's going to go with. I don't know. I don't know. But another option for Bailey, if not Emma, would be someone like Mickey James. Oh, that'd be great. You know, she's a highly decorated veteran, knows how to wrestle. There you go. Exactly. There's options. You need to turn Mickey heel. But but you have a bunch of you have so you have Emma, you have Mickey James, Dana Brooks, a terrible wrestler. Um, you have those two options right there that can be that can put on really, really, really fantastic matches. If the crowd knows, this is the thing, it's kind of it's the inverse of the Roman Reigns effect. If the crowd knows that a guy who not everybody is really responding to is being shoved down our throats, if they know that, they, they rebel. If somebody who they want to like, and I think people want to be into Bailey, yes. they're not giving a reason to, like they're giving us Bailey as your life. If people want to be into Bailey, but they know that she's being kept down, but she's having really good yeah, matches, yeah, 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 yeah. are you kidding it's me? It's a Daniel Bryan thing. It's a Daniel Bryan thing. Yeah, and there you go. There you go. And focus on the matches. And I swear to God, if I hear one more thing about 
Oh, Bailey, in your diary, you said that you wanted to be. And honestly, I don't want to hear Bailey ever say again, when I was a kid, my dream was to be champion. I know. I don't want to hear that anymore. I know. You're not a kid anymore. Nope. So anyways, that's how you fix Bailey. Have her wrestle matches that we know she can wrestle. Good. Well. 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 Great. Great. Ooh. Next, are you five, Steve? We're going to the G1 specials in Long Beach this weekend. Yeah, usually when there's a major show that happens, what do we do? Um, mark out. We predict. Buy merch. We predict who's yeah. going to win. Yeah, predict these shows. Correctly, who's going to win. Yeah, so. Uh, very unpredictable. I know. This, uh, your pronoun refers to the tournament to uh, d- d- declare, name, the very first IWGP United States champion. Okay. So let's just get right to it. You have the tournament bracket in front of you. Let's yes. go through it. First match, Michael Elgin versus Kenny Omega. Who wins? Well, the New Japan Cup was known for first round upsets. I'm a, yeah, but I'm going to say Kenny Omega. Yeah, Kenny's wrestling on both days. Both days. <laughs> That's a good point. He's wrestling both days. He's wrestling both days. Kenny Omega wins. Kenny Omega. Next, Jay Lethal versus Hangman Page. Well, we're going to get we're going to get Kenny Omega versus Jay Lethal. Yeah. Jay Lethal goes over. Jay Lethal definitely goes over. Next, Juice Robinson versus Zack Saber Jr. Representing the Gucci Japan. Zack Saber Jr. goes over. Hold on there, son. Because we've already seen versus Zack. We've already seen Juice versus Naito. We have not seen Zack Saber Jr. versus Naito. Oh my gosh, we're going to see Zack Saber Jr. versus Naito. Yeah, because Naito is probably going to beat Ishii. Unless it'd be kind of funny, I think, if Naito's like. There's too many belts. I don't want this belt. I'm just going to lay down. So we've already seen Juice Robinson. Man. You think they're going to give us Zack Sabre Jr. versus Naito? Yeah. Unless Naito decides he doesn't want to take part in this tournament. Well, we're not. We're not this, isn't, this isn't official predictions. No, so, this is casual. So. I'm going to say Juice. Okay. Man, no, but I really. Okay, here's the thing. I'm going to go with what I want. I go yeah, with what I want. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. Oh God, him versus Naito would be yeah. great. Oh, yeah, Naito's going over Ishii. Yeah. I was so dismissive of Ishii in the New Japan Cup, and I shouldn't have been. Oh, he was But great. here, I'm going to be dismissive. Um, let's go through the other uh, championship matches of day one. Day one. Tag title match. Gorillas of Destiny versus War Machine, a rematch from Dominion. Who now, goes over? this is interesting. This actually might be the, the point where they actually have a title change. They, they need a title change. Not yes. just a, a title crowning. A change, yeah. They need a change. And War Machine held those titles? Wait, do we know? Is, is War Machine like New Japan for life now? No, I think they're still wrestling. They're still Ring of Honor, right? Okay. Because I know the Intercontinental Championship ain't changing hands. That's a look. Yeah. Um, is the junior heavyweight title being is that up? They've announced it. Yeah. Kushida's, Kushida's he's in a he's in a tag match day one. Okay. All right. They've announced a, a junior. Match I don't think they're going to take that off him anyways. Um, yeah, I think War Machine might get these titles. Yeah, back. I think so too. I'm thinking that's the case, and I want to see it too. This is going to be a good match. Yeah, it is. I love. I love War Machine, and I love uh, Gorillas of Destiny. Destiny. All right. You know Gorillas of Destiny, if you take the first, the, the initials, spells out God. I know. Or backwards, you know, because in Japanese you read from left, from right to left. Dog. It is dog, yes. <laughs> um, uh, the main event, night one, Okada versus Cody oh, for the crap. heavyweight night championship. One? Yeah. Wow. That's the main event for night one. Oh, Okada's going over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's happening. That would be something else, though. What odds do you give Cody of actually winning this match? 20. Up to 20. Okay. Up to 20. I'll say 15. Yeah, okay. 15 sounds good. That's, I, 
this is going to be this is going to be a big match for me personally. And I'm a Cody Rhodes fan. I love what he's done since mm-hmm. he left the WWE. I love it. But the talent the talent level in New Japan up there at the top is so crazy. This is going to be uh, one step towards seeing or one indicator to see if he's in top six. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of important if you if you, if you have any hopes of capturing any of those titles in New Japan. Has he signed firmly with anybody? Not that I'm aware of. Wowie, wow. Yeah. I, there was a spell where he was going to declare, and he kind of backed away from that, I think. Yeah. All right, let's go to day two. Day two is the semifinals and the finals of the United States Championship All right, tournament. So, so, we, so you say Lethal's going to move on. Well, okay, let's just go through it. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Jay Lethal. Kenny Omega, man. You're in America. You want to spotlight your biggest and best dude, and that man is Kenny Omega. Okay, Kenny Omega. All right. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Naito. It's got to be Naito. It's got to be Naito, So it's going to be Omega versus Naito. You think Naito's going to win this belt? I do. I do. You got to say Omega. Yeah, I will. Yeah, man. Even though I don't really think Omega's going to win it. I think because, and I think it's this. So your point, what was your point against Naito winning it? Oh, because he treats the belt so awfully. I know. If his storyline... Has to do with the belt, then doesn't it stand to reason that he just lost the belt? He hates belts. He says there's too many of he says them. There's too many, and he's fighting for a belt. Yeah. So he's gonna take it. And I don't know, throw it in the dumpster or something. Yeah, no, I don't know if they want to treat their new title that way though. I don't know. I can see him doing something different that's maybe as dismissive, but not but also. And then getting getting a guy like a Juice Robinson in on him to like feud over the title, something like that. I could see that happening. Or even you wouldn't want to see Jay Lethal versus Naito. I know that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on day um, two? Uh, the Intercontinental Title match: Tanahashi taking on Billy Gunn. Tanahashi's winning, hundred percent guaranteed, no doubt. Why are we gonna go see a Billy Gunn match? I, don't know. I honestly don't get this. Put Billy Gunn in the tournament, man. Yeah. If you want, like, a Billy Gunn. Have, uh, have Jay Lethal versus Tanahashi. Juice Robinson. Wait, have who would you say? Jay Lethal. Oh, who wouldn't want to see that? Yeah, Are you kidding great. me? What is, what, is, what is that? Uh, lethal Injection? Yeah. A great name. It is. Great move. Ooh, great move. Um, also, junior heavyweight tag titles, Young Bucks. Taking on Rapongi Vice. Oh man, the Young Bucks are going over. People are going to be buzzing after this match. If 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 anybody there hasn't seen a Young Bucks match live, this is the match to see against Rapongi Vice. Guys, will, know so will well. Beretta? Yes. Will he uh, do a plancha and will he land on Matt or on people? I think he'll land on one of the Bucks. Okay, one of the Bucks will catch him on his shoulder, but not on the floor. Do. I don't. I don't think he's going to do that again. I hope not. I really painful to watch. Not. Yeah, man, can I get my heart on egg shirt like now? Oh, I know. Can I get that, sell them there. Can I? Uh, can I get that uh, expedited? Yes. Overnighted. Have it shipped to you wherever you're staying. There you go. Those are our predictions. Nice. Very good. The best. Question time. Those are best value predictions. Okay. Questions. Um, I wonder what uh, food they're gonna have there. What am I gonna eat during while I'm at G1? Special G1. I don't know, man. I don't know. Nachos. I wonder how long these shows are going to be. I'm guessing they're between three and four hours. Five each. and a half hours each. Well, wait, how many matches are... Oh, they have There's nine. There's nine matches for night one. 
Oh, wow. Wowie wow. I'm guessing uh, Okada, Cody is going to go at least a half hour. We're going to do Kushida, Taiga, Ticking Time Bond, part, part like five, part four. All right, moving on. Questions. The Bulgarian Patreon, Naden Varbanov. My girlfriend and I binge-watched Glow. We love it. And now my girlfriend is interested to check out some actual wrestling. What should I show her first? I was thinking maybe a Royal Rumble or Sasha versus Charlotte match. Thanks. Too sweet. Sasha, Bailey, NXT TakeOver, Brooklyn. Oh, that'd be good. It's good storytelling. Yeah. Uh, right. Hell in the Cell. Show her good wrestling. WrestleMania 28, the Triple H Undertaker Hell in the Cell match. Great storytelling. That one you kind of need to know more about the backstory of everybody involved. But I like your first suggestion first. I yeah. like that best. Yeah, it's the best suggestion. I think, uh, what was it, NXT Brooklyn 1? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. TakeOver 1? Mm-hmm. That's good. Or TakeOver Brooklyn 1. Yes. Pizza Overlord Enos Butts the Fourth. Hey, friend, it was quite obvious Roman loves the heat from fans and feeds off it um, with his character. Would you prefer to see the continuation of this version of the character, or would you rather have a full-on heel Roman? He does ask to stifle uh, smiles when the crowd boos him. I've noticed that. I, you know what, man? I, I, as much as, as I think he could be entertaining as a full-on heel, I just don't care anymore. I'm fine with him doing what he's doing. It's, it's. I don't want to see him. It is I don't want to see is. a full heel because I don't really care to see him cheat. Totally. Oh no, no, no! I'm not talking about that. Who's a good example of what I'm talking about? There's a. Uh, oh, Neville. Well, okay. Yeah, he cheats sometimes. Sometimes he doesn't need to against in, most in opponents. Desperate that's times, the difference. That's the di- that's the difference. In desperate times, yes, he cheats, but he didn't cheat in the blow off against Austin Aries, land on his back and put him in the rings of Saturn. Yeah. So, and that's the Neville I like the most. You know, like bringing the ref in. That's whatever. But uh, you're right. I don't want to see him cheating. I think that you know we've always said this like. Especially if you're a guy who whose personality doesn't necessarily shine through all that much, like yeah. naturally, yeah. heels are the best way to go. Yep. So personality wise, I love to see music. Who would want to see Roman as a heel who dominates everybody? I know that'd be hilarious. That'd be great. That'd be great. So I guess I do want to see that. Yes. Former four-time predictions champion Tyler Farrar. Farrar. Hey, friendos. What's the next step for Enzo? I don't think he can reasonably feud with Cass. They booked him so weak over the last two years that Cass would easily kill him. Yeah, I don't know what the next step for Enzo Amore is. I don't either. I don't know. Do you think they'll have a match at Great Balls of Fire? Obviously, Cass will go over, and then maybe uh, Enzo will, will find a proxy. Yeah, I'm thinking that. I think that he's got – doesn't he have to team with somebody else? He's got to, like, transition into a managerial role? Or go to 205 Live. But even that, he's not the best wrestler, though. No, he is. That's, like, an understatement right there, dude. I know. It puts Enzo in a tough situation. It's a tough spot. Yeah. His entire, literally his entire pro wrestling career has been tied to Cass. Mm-hmm. That's not a good spot to be in. Um, the Bulgarian bruiserweight, Aaron G. I feel like Neville's becoming too good to only be in the cruiserweight division, and he should eventually move on to greater things. What do you think his ceiling would be with his current character if WWE lets him compete on the main Raw roster? He says for him, he thinks the universal title is a stretch, but he could see him being a strong upper mid-carter IC champion. Yeah, I'd say like a, like at the Miz level. Yeah. Probably. It's probably a ceiling. Yeah. Universal's a bit ambitious, and usually that's reserved for guys that Vince really likes. Yeah. Um, that's what I've been saying. 
crossover between the shows. See him bust out of 205 Live. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be him. Yep. Um, Leonidas Maximus Titanicus. Who is your early pick to win the Slammy Award for Superstar of the Year? His is the King of the Cruiserweights, Neville. His character performance since his heel turn have raised people's interest in 205 Live, and he is also currently WWE's longest reigning champion outside of NXT. <clears throat> Slammy. Superstar of the Year. Neville's got to be in contention. Oh, for sure. Definitely in my heart, at least. I don't know. I'll probably give it to something lame like Seth Rollins. <laughs> Samoa Joe. It's not lame. It's not lame. It's just safe. Samoa Joe. Uh, yeah, but he's, he's lost a, well, not a bunch. He hasn't lost a bunch, and he's been like the best part of Raw the last few weeks. Yeah. Maybe on SmackDown. Baron Corbin. Who was Superstar of the Year last year? I have no idea. It's got to be AJ Styles. Yeah, probably. It's AJ. Um, Gage Catalyst. Can you do a power ranking of who you think will win the G1 Climax? Great question. Wow, what a good question. So there's... Oh, how many competitors? They just released the schedule. Uh, Omega Okada 3 is happening the last uh, uh, set of matches before the finals. That's crazy. So I'm guessing that may... There's a good chance that will determine who wins the B block. Yeah. Um, I don't think historically the champ wins the G1. Right, 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 right. Um... Hold on, let me pull things up. And this is the power ranking. We need five names. Yes. Go ahead, you pull that up. I'm going to write the numbers down. All right. I'm going to say number five. Uh, well, I'm, I don't think Okada's even going to be on this thing. No. that. Darn it. I had it up, and I lost. How long do you think Cody's going to be our uh, Ring of Honor champ? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I feel like that's preventing him from doing some things. I, I feel like that's preventing some unpredictability in his role in New Japan. I know. I know. You know? I know. Like, is the Ring of Honor champion going to win G1? Is he even going to be in it? Because they're not going to have him lose. No, he's not in it. Oh, he's not in it. No, okay. I think he has some indie dates or something like that I read. So, let's, let's just kind of come up with some uh, contenders, top contenders. So, Naito, of course, top contender. Man, Kota Ibushi versus Naito. First oh, yeah. day of the A block, man. Yeah. That. That's fantastic. So I think Naito is a solid contender. You got to put Kenny Omega in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Suzuki is an interesting dark horse. Yeah. Who else? Tanahashi, of course. You got to consider. It'd be interesting if they had Zack Saber Jr. win. I don't think it will. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I mean, the G one has had. You know, Omega was the surprise winner, mm-hmm. you know. So I think uh, one and two in some order has to be Night 2 and Omega, I would think. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these other names. Night 2, Omega, and Tanahashi. No, it just three. doesn't feel like there's anybody who's like, oh, pff, there it is, Yoshihashi. It doesn't feel like there's anybody that's like on the verge. Like if, I know. If, if LIJ had a standout second to Naito... Because they've got Evil, Sonata, Bushi, and Bushi. Yeah, yeah and Bushi, yeah. But Bushi's a junior. I don't think he's in this. Okay, right, right, right. Um, I mean, I felt like they were going to do something with Evil for a second there, mm-hmm. and I feel like they didn't. Um, they really done much with Sonata as a single no, player. No, they have his, his match against uh, Ishii in the New Japan Cup was great. Mm-hmm. That's a really good match. I would think Naito, Tanahashi, and Omega have to be top three, one, two, and three in some order. Yeah. 
What happens if wait? So by the rules, what happens if the champion does win the G one? Um, I know. I think he just gets to choose who he wants to oh. wrestle. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this could Okada Omega could very well. Cause I think last year um, Okada and Tanahashi wrestled to a a draw. And and that's how either Naito or Me- or no either Goto or Omega advanced. Go to the B block. Which B block? I'm sorry, just the last B block show. This is the last B block show. Oh, it's right there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think for the B block, it's either be I mean, it's Omega, there's Suzuki and Okada. I don't really think anybody else in that block's going to win. And then you have Tanahashi and Naito. Man. I wonder if they want to go in on uh, go in on Michael Elgin at any point. He signed with there. I mean, relatively recently, he signed mm-hmm. like full time with New Japan. Mm-hmm. But he also just lost to Cody Rhodes. No, I know, but you think Kota Ibushi has a chance? If he's going to sign, then yeah, yeah. If he if he's going to sign, then he's probably my favorite pick. Yeah, to be honest with you. Will you have Kenny Omega win it again? Yeah, that'd be surprising. Right? I feel like, okay, so my, my feeling is this. I don't see anybody who's on the verge of breaking out. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, even Zack Sabre Jr., who I feel like he should be on the verge of breaking out. He just came over to New Japan. He pretty just recently. came over there. If this exactly. was next year. Right, right. More likely. Yeah. Right. All right, number one. Who's number one? You can go with Ibushi. I'm seeing Kota Ibushi, man. All right. Number two. Then we get Naito. to... Yeah, Naito. Okay. Then Omega. Omega. Tanahashi. And then five. Zack Sabre Jr. Zacky three belts. Okay. Where's Chuck Taylor in there? He's not in it. Is Trent Beretta? No. Give me Trent Beretta. All right. Next question. Next question. Screw attack, game attack, G1 champion, dumpster monkey Matt Rusin. After attending Money in the Bank last weekend and watching Bad Blood for your retro review... I got very prideful of the wrestling history in my hometown of St. Louis. Yeah, man. I think Orville Brown was from St. Louis. Mm. Maybe. Uh, That got me wondering about all the great moments that happened just in my lifetime. I was wondering what you guys think was the most significant of the following. What's the most significant here, Larson? Yes. Bad blood first hell in a cell. Rock's first WWE championship. That's Survivor Series. Owen Hart tribute show the night after he died. Raw 1000. The first time Sting ever set foot in a WWE ring at Survivor Series 2014 and the first ever women's money in the bank. The correct answer is, of course, Hell in a Cell. You think so? Yes. You're going to say it's either that or The Rock. I mean, it depends on what your criteria is, too. The criteria is, uh, what is the most significant? Well, I mean, <coughs> what do you place on, like, historically significant or... This is a subjective measure. I'm just trying to decide. Where did Bad Blood fall in the beginning of the Attitude Era? Wasn't that the one that was like two months away from Vincent's speech? It was a month before the Montreal Screwjob. See, that I feel like that... And I don't, I mean, I don't think that Hell in a Cell necessarily was... Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the starting gun that the Montreal Screwjob was, because mm-hmm. that was the starting gun for the Attitude Era. But it was definitely a strong amount of foreshadowing. Um, and so, I don't know. In my mind, it's kind of it's bad blood. 
I mean, The Rock had plenty of championships, and yeah. the, Rock, the Rock was so above championships anyways. Yeah. And that was a great... I mean, look, dude, that's the side of your favorite pay-per-view. It's probably one of my favorite pay-per-views, Yeah, it is my too. favorite pay-per-view. So that is huge. Plus, well, I think the, the, the Owen Hart tribute show was was pretty was pretty significant. Yeah, it was. It was. That's kind of a footnote that not a lot of people like to talk about, you know? Well, I know. Because it's just a bummer. It is a bummer. Like Raw 1000 is, is like a, yeah, it's, it's a pretty important television milestone, but I don't think the show itself was necessarily I mean, significant. I mean, Sting setting foot in WWE yeah, ring? It's pretty mean, big. It probably happened 15 years too late. I just don't see any of those being as big as first Hell in a Cell. Okay. You know, to this day. I mean, what's your favorite WrestleMania match? Oh, yeah, Hell in a Cell 28. Or WrestleMania 28. You know? Hell in a Cell. And this, arguably, is, you know, top two. Mm-hmm. So. We have video questions. Oh, nice. First, from Carlos Hackworth. Let's see what Carlos has to say. Hey, what's up? What's going on, friendos? Uh, my question for you this week, um, seeing as how Raw has a lot more of the bigger name talent, but uh, SmackDown is the more entertaining show, do you think nowadays that uh, the smart marks, uh, the people who are more into um, the product, are they more interested in the name? Or are they more interested in the storyline? Uh, thanks again, friendos. Uh, have a great day. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna say I'll, I'll say the storylines. Yeah, me too, man. People mark out because it's it's people mark out not necessarily for who it is, although they do. People mark out for who it is and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, Goldberg coming back was, oh, wow, Goldberg's back. That's cool. Holy crap, they had him squash Brock Lesnar. That was insane. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, it's a match, but that's storyline. Yeah. You know? And then they, they built a story around yeah. that. That's what people marked out for. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that we're more interested in, in storyline. Yes, absolutely. Next, from Lee Fox. Let's see what Lee has to say. Hey, friendos, it's your friend from across the pond, Lee Fox here. Uh, just, if I look a bit tired, it's because I've just watched the entire season of GLOW, um, which was fantastic. I'm not going to say too much or ask, tell, ask any questions about it because, well, it was spoilers. Um, but, yeah, it took a lot to get through it all. Ten episodes, 40 minutes long. <sighs> anyway, my question about to you today is about Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather on the 26th of August. Do you think this fight is going to be one massive joke just to make loads and loads of money? Do you think the outcome could be Conor McGregor actually goes on to be a 49-time, 49-streak uh, winning champion in boxing? Or do you think that Floyd Mayweather will knock Conor McGregor on his ass? Um, I'm interested to hear your thoughts and if you're going to watch it because at the moment I sort of am not interested but I am at the same time. Um, and I'm surprised a lot more friendos out there haven't asked you your opinion on it. So just let me know your opinions. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. So are you going to watch Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather? Hey, I'm getting into my dad's house. Oh, okay. My dad is interested in watching it. He, uh, what, what, who does he think he's going to win? He better hope that, or he, he better think that Floyd's going to win. Yeah, Floyd's going to win. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, uh, I understand that Connor has some punching power from his MMA days. Mm-hmm. Um, but how long has he been trained to be a boxer? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be so wishy-washy. Floyd will win this thing. Like, that's a definitive. Like, this is kind of a joke of a match, to be honest. Yeah, it kind of is. But it's going to make a lot of money. Oh, it's, yes. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, it'll be, if, if, 
if Connor can make it interesting, then it'll be like an eye-opening moment. Yeah. And then we'll see all sorts of these MMA guys flooding over I the know. Ah, what are you doing? How long, how long, do you know Floyd is, 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 uh, he's a defensive fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and how long do you think Connor will last? How many rounds before he gets, he's gassed? Four, you know, you know, man, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't know enough about boxing to know, but I can't believe it's going to last that long. Is it, do you think that's going to be the big thing is him getting gassed? Yeah. That's what I mean. Floyd doesn't, I don't remember the last time he's knocked anybody out. I know. Well, some, so somebody leaked, this is like a couple of weeks ago. Somebody leaked some sparring session of Conor McGregor's where he was just getting tap, 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 tap. So maybe this is the one thing that, again, I don't know much about boxing, and you say Floyd hasn't isn't really known as a knockout artist. I get that. But, shit, the fact is if you're a boxer who can land punches, you have a chance to knock Yeah, Floyd's hand. got fast hands. And he's really, he's got fast hands. He's got exactly. really fast hands. So, I, I don't know, like a knockout in the second round would okay. surprise me. Right. Would it surprise you? No, not necessarily. No. Jordan Carter. Let's see what Jordan has to say. Okay, Jordan. Hey, friendos. Who do you think Ty Dillinger has to feud with for him to become a big deal on SmackDown? Let me know what you think. Thanks. Thank you, Jordan. Who? Who is he talking about? I knew you were going to do that. Who is he talking about? Larson? Kevin Owens. I don't know what he's talking about. Kevin Owens. Uh, have Ty win yeah, the man, Battle Royale next week. The, the Battle Royale, the Independence Day Battle Royale, man. Have a feud with Kevin Owens. Just yeah. give us some TV time. Yeah. I mean, that's just for a month. Have him join the Wyatt family. Doesn't make any sense. No. Kevin Owens would be good, though. Kevin Owens would be great, and everybody would pop for that. Kevin Owens could get that guy over so easily, so easily. Ty is chock full of charisma, man. Yeah. He is the everyman, kind of. Yeah, but he's Although also he perfect like 10. weird hair, but then he's also the perfect 10. He's the most relatable perfect 10 probably on earth. Yeah, no, totally, because he's kind of like, it's like a tongue-in-cheek perfect 10. Because yeah. who wears a collar like that, and they think they're actually the perfect 10? I guess that's a decent point. Yeah. Connor W. has a question. Let's see what Connor has to say. Uh, long-time viewer, first-time patron, first-time question asker. Uh, so I've been watching ROH and New Japan for the first time because I've always seen the interest in it, but I've never gone out of my way to watch it. But I uh, I started with uh, World uh, War of the Worlds, where the uh, ROH and New Japan, because I was like, that's a good starting-off point. I get to see both of them. And then uh, I got New Japan World. Now I've been watching the ROH episodes on the Fight app. And um, I was just asking, um, like, any advice for people getting into the indie scene, uh, top guys, uh, like, best views, stuff we should watch. Uh, like my favorite guy from ROH is Dalton Castle, and my guy from New Japan is Naito, because he just throws on his belt like crap, and I think it's hilarious. Um... All right, thanks, Windows. Thanks, Connor. Thank you, Connor. Uh, uh, watch Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Yeah, probably. you have to order their DVDs, but it's worth it. Yeah, watch Pro Wrestling Gorilla. It's the most creative stuff going right now. Watch anything with Ricochet. In it. Yeah, uh, check out uh, Progress. Um, I don't know if they broadcast their shows live, but they offer them streaming. I think ICW has um, uh, has their stuff on the Fight TV app. Okay, as well. So I would suggest check that out because uh, honestly, like a lot of the the upper echelon indie leagues, indie federations, promotions, those guys will show up at, like Jeff Cobb, for example, he shows up at our local show, yeah. and he's, so, you know, he's the biggest name yeah. you know, in terms of national indie exposure. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Karen uh, has a question. Let's see what Karen has to say. 
Hey friendos, comparing this week's women's matches, both the gauntlet match on Raw and the retake of the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match last night on SmackDown, do you think the correct participants in the match won? Also, winners aside, who do you think was the MVP of the match? And no, Steve, you can't pick Ellsworth. Thanks for your feedback. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Um, did the did the correct person? So the gauntlet match on Raw was won by Sasha Banks. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, well let me say you, we got great balls of fire, and then after that, SummerSlam. Yes. Do you like that? Do you like Sasha Banks, and then moving straight on to if Nia Jax, if the the rumor is correct, and it's Nia Jax. Do you think that's like a wise move to have Sasha versus? Oh, Alexa I think I would think Sasha. Sasha's Alexa, their biggest baby. Fan I think right? Sasha Alexa at SummerSlam would be the the larger draw. I agree. I would think. Yeah. Any chance to do Sasha Bailey? No. At SummerSlam? No, that's that's the WrestleMania feud if they're going to do it. Yeah. But to answer your question, yeah, I think the correct women won the the Gauntlet match and Money in the Bank. I think if Carmella hadn't won, um, all that heat she got from uh, Ellsworth helping her win uh-huh. at pay-per-view would have just been gone. Oh, for sure, yeah. And it really would have done a significant uh, harm to her character. So I think her winning was the right call. Sasha winning, I think, was the right call, too. The, You know, I don't know. I, was it the right call? Maybe. I kind of feel like Nia Jax should have won the gauntlet match. Oh, yeah. Because to she, was, she is my MVP. Nia oh, for sure, yeah, she's totally MVP. I kind of feel like she's, like, totally worth, like, that, because that, that could be kind of a turn for her, you know? I think, I, I guess, when I saw the thing about her facing Bliss at SummerSlam, uh, that was kind of, like, this was the match, the gauntlet match was the one where people could view her as not just dominant monster heel, but someone that we enjoy, you know, seeing people up. Well, no, here's the thing. Is and she, to start the face turn that way. Yeah, I think I honestly think the Gauntlet match could have been a face turn, a complete face turn. It could have been. If she if she beat Sasha cleanly and they can they can have Sasha job clean to Nia Jax to do that, that would have made her instant face. Oh yeah. You know, and then like a segment on Raw the following night or, or the next week where they sort of solidify her character as a face. Sasha gives her respect or whatever. Yeah. And then Sasha moves on to something else. That should have been Great Balls of Fire. Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss, which then feeds into them the rematch at SummerSlam yeah. because Alexa heals her way. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a good story, too. Yeah. Um, Nia was definitely the MVP of the gauntlet match, though. She was oh, great. absolutely. Who's the MVP of the... And I know she said, I can't say Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. No, it's uh, Becky Lynch. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, too. I was going to say Becky Lynch, too, because she was like... She was she was my pick for one thing, and in both matches she really put forth the story that this was hers to win or hers to lose, and uh, so it's going to be really fun to see her and Carmella probably uh, feud yep. over the next couple of weeks. Yes. So yeah, that's it for the dirt sheet. Yep. We're heading right now. We're going to go to Long Beach. And after that, no, yeah, we're going to do non news, and after that. I'm oh, non news! I'm, I'm right. headed down to Long Beach tomorrow, so tonight on like, Thursday, you know, like 15 minutes, you're gonna be on your way to Long Beach. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs>